family how's everybody doing today i hope you all had an absolutely lovely weekend and a beautiful sunday a little bit chilly here no complaints though it was absolutely beautiful day not a chemtrail in the sky it's little things right here that just make you happy 
Um, there is no Jeff tonight. Unfortunately, he uh, has had a rough day. Um, just a lot of dizziness, the vertigo. Um, I think he's already in bed. So uh, he apologizes for not being able to make it tonight. So we're going to um, get into the uh, profit um, conversation when he's available to come back. Uh, but yeah, poor Jeff. I know just keep, keep Jeff in your prayers. He just, he'll have some good days and then some bad days where he just literally can't even stand up. And I just, I can't even begin to understand what he's gone through. He's been, he said he's been dealing with this, you know, we know for, um, since I think July of last year. So he's been dealing with this for a long time. So just keep him in the prayers. Jeff will be back with us here. Um, ASAP will probably be with us um, during the week at some point. So, uh, we're going to go um, talk about a little bit. I have been digging like crazy. I, I have like slept maybe three hours in the last couple of nights because I just can't stop looking into like little rabbit trails that I keep following. And I've got a couple other things um, kind of going into what we talked a bit about last night that I found more on um, last night when I should be sleeping. Um, once again, thank you, Tammy, for listening to me ramble all night long. <laughs> You're the one who's awake with me at that time. So. Thank you so much, and thank you for sending me the information that you've been sending me as well. So uh, then we're going to go – I'm going to talk about those, but I'm going to go over a little bit of uh, the news that I've been kind of going into and catching up on as well. So there's a lot going on. Guys, we need to really um, open our eyes, keep paying attention. Um, just like uh, Brother Jeff always says, we are at those days. We don't know when that time is, but there's no better time than right now to strengthen your own faith and to help other people find that because we are truly running out of time. and. We're starting to see more and more of these little signs popping up all over. Um, Bible was dead on. I am every day, and I know I say this over and over again, every day I am more amazed at how brilliant the Bible is, how just the details, the big details that we notice, and then all those little nuggets of details that we catch way later on, just like with the uh, crimson worm that we talked about last night. So uh, one thing that we had been talking about, which I'm still kind of digging into, this Matter of fact, uh, oddly enough, I talked to, about this to Tammy last night, and uh, I told her that I was looking into the the whole Miami incident. You guys remember that took place at the mall that had like thousands of police cars and ambulances and stuff, and it was just a, a bit of an overkill for apparently four dudes um, beating each other with sticks. You know, kind of odd to have that many uh, emergency vehicles out there. So um, I hadn't mentioned this, but uh, Friday evening, I believe it was, there was an explosion that took place in Virginia, right outside of Washington, so or not too far from Washington, and it gave me the same vibes that um, the Miami incident gave me. If you if you look at the over camera views, helicopter views, and stuff, there's literally thousands and thousands of police cars, ambulances, everything for a house that blew up. So how many times have we seen houses blown up in just this last like within the last like year? We've probably seen four or five house explosions. So this is one of those things that you don't see too often. All of a sudden, within the last year, you've seen a bunch of them. But anytime you see them, you know, you'll have like maybe 10, 15 um, fire trucks, ambulances. Because how much more do you need to take care of a situation where you're not getting into each other's way? So apparently there were so many um, police cars, ambulances, and everything. I'm talking thousands that even the journalists and stuff that were there had to park like 20 minutes down the road and then walk into the area just to get the footage and the interviews and stuff that they needed to get. So as I was digging further into this, because I'm trying to figure out, this is just very abnormal and there's something way more to it. Um, so there were the the talks about uh, the giants or whatever. People were seeing like um, – unnormally large humans, you know, saying that they were like four or five feet bigger than what they're normally seeing. And there was a lot of that um, talk about what took place in, in Miami. 
So as I went in digging a little further, somebody had done some really great research and I don't, I would have never have thought about this, but they actually went through and they got the, uh, GPS geographical location, longitude, latitude of Miami. And if you take the longitude latitude of Miami and you flip it around backwards, it's literally, um, one of the main areas in, or in uh, Antarctica. So it's kind of an odd coincidence that what took place there. So some people were questioning, like, did they accidentally or did CERN accidentally put in the wrong numbers and ended up uh, opening up a portal in the wrong place? I don't know. But anyways, um, as I was digging in more into what took place in Virginia, I came across some pretty interesting things. One of them is there's um, there's a high probability there's some maps and stuff that were found in the area that show there was a huge tunnel system. It literally goes right underneath this area of where this house exploded. Um, further investigation, the people that owned the house were makeup artists that were, I mean, directly connected to some of the biggest Hollywood stars, um, um, entertainers, singers, and so forth, as well as the Obamas and the Clintons. So it's weird how all these, all these weird little incidences somehow always end up making a connection right back to the same normal perpetrators, which would be the Obamas and the Clintons. So I'm digging into this more and more, and uh, I will let you guys know what I find. But nonetheless, this is very um, odd. Cause like I said, it's it's a huge amount, a big waste of money of um, extra emergency crews that they don't need. So there's something bigger going on than just a house explosion and a bunch of kids beating each other with sticks. Um, so next, uh, they've arrested uh, Donald Trump four times given him 91 charges and fined more than $350 million before a single Jeffrey Epstein client was arrested. Think about that. Let that one sink in for a moment. Not one arrest for any client of Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and here we go with that. So speaking of the Jeffrey Epstein, I'm going to play this little clip real quick. And this is um, another little crazy another little crazy coincidence I, I take. I think this is, let me check real quick to make sure it's the right video. Got a couple of videos lined up. Um, no, that's not the right one. So let me find out where I put this one. But anyways, this video um, literally talks about a, a a local journalist, somebody that would be similar to us that did local broadcasting over in uh, New York. Here it is right here. So um, he was he basically did what we do, citizen journalist, doing his own little tiny show, um, comparable to what PBS or something like that, which we all can do. We all have the right to go through and do um, free broadcasting in your local community. If you didn't know that, any cities usually offer those. I've done them um, everywhere I went to college. I actually had a, a TV show or something on live air because they do allow it for free. So this guy right here who was a journalist was digging into some pretty big stuff. So listen to this right here and then listen to the very end for the big connection. Never underestimate the butterfly effect of a tiny public access show in upstate New York. Clay Tiffany was an independent journalist and the fearless host of Dirge for the Charlatans. Notorious for being a thorn in the side of local officials and law enforcement, Clay Tiffany would probe into corrupt politicians and dirty cops, then broadcast his findings on his public access show. But with this fame came enemies in powerful places, one being Briarcliff police officer slash bodybuilder Nicholas Tartaglione, who in 1997 pulled Clay Tiffany over, warned him to stop looking into the police department, said he has ties with the mob, then physically assaulted the TV host. Obviously, this led Clay to delve further into the cop, and so began a long-standing feud between the two. Tiffany dug into his past and found that Tartaglione had a history of assault 
in his time as a police officer. Clay Tiffany would slam him and the BPD on Dirge for the Charlatans, and in retaliation, Tartaglione would find him and beat him up. This happens at least four times, with the last confrontation putting Clay in the hospital. He would host the next episode from his hospital bed. Clay sued the police department, winning a big settlement, but Tartaglione was never charged or found guilty of a crime. Until this story goes somewhere, I never could have predicted. Clay Tiffany passed away in March 2015 of natural causes, and the following year, Nicholas Tartaglione was arrested after killing four men over stolen drug money and burying them in a mass grave in the woods. Tartaglione, now facing a life sentence, has been behind bars since his arrest, where in 2019, he was the last person to share a prison cell with Jeffrey Epstein. Wow. So what another big coincidence that is. So this cop was like literally untouchable. He had, they knew that he had committed multiple felonies, abused uh, people and so forth. And they ended up uh, letting him go, never went after him for anything. It literally took him killing four cartel members before something happened to him. It was probably because he crossed the cartel. Been in jail ever since, the, or since 2019, I think he said, and literally was the very last person to share a cell with Jeffrey Epstein. Starting to make a little bit more sense. We all know that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, and I bet you money that this guy right here had something to do with that death because he was a big dude. So he could have easily have strangled him, um, you know, like they said. But yeah, so here we go. Um, so next, uh, I found this one interesting as well. So these are two different, completely two different things that I'm talking about. Um, but they ultimately end up kind of connecting with each other. So I'm going to play this video real quick. This one um, came from a... Fox New or Fox Business News host. So this is actually a mainstream media, and they're talking about um, basically little areas of around our country where Hamas is building its stronghold. So listen to this, and then I will read you another article that's completely separate, but it lines up completely. So listen to this. If you live in these cities, you're in danger. I'm just trying to warn you. Don't shoot the messenger. To all of you who are wondering why we should care about Hamas and what's happening in the Middle East, you should care because Hamas has a large network of cells spreading all across America. According to intelligence, they have cells in Boston, Maryland, New York, Laurel, Maryland, Potomac, Maryland, Washington, D.C., Hennerton, Virginia, Springfield, Virginia, Raleigh, North Carolina, Boca Raton, and Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Philadelphia. Cleveland, Ohio, Charlotte, North Carolina, Orlando, and Tampa, Florida, Detroit, Michigan, Houston, Columbia, Missouri, Plainfield, Illinois, Kansas City, Chicago, Denver, Oklahoma City, Arlington, Texas, and Dallas, Texas, Tucson, Arizona, Seattle, Washington, San Francisco, Santa Clara, Los Angeles, and San Diego in California, who is calling for your destruction just as much as they call for the destruction of Israel. Wake up, America. And for anyone wondering how that could have happened, you know all those buses from the border dropping people off all over the country? Yeah, that's how. And guess who's paying for it? We are. By staying informed, you can help protect yourself. It's really important right now to be aware of all your surroundings, especially in dense cities and public locations with a lot of people. Also, the first most important thing is to always trust your gut instinct. It will not lead you wrong. It could save you and it could save other people. 
Yeah, so the woman, I can't remember her name right now. She was a Fox business. She pops on Fox News, or Fox News all the time. She got that list from our Department of Justice because I mean, all this stuff is public information. So she went digging in and found all those locations of literally Hamas strongholds that are all over our country in the same places that um, all of these immigrants are being bussed around. So once again, you know, for those who are like, hey, whose side is Abbott on? I asked that same question. What side is Abbott on? Because he's literally sending them to the places that all of these Hamas strongholds are. So what is the other connection that I was talking about? Well, the new Biden's green energy plan could allow Chinese firms to extend their global monopoly and dominate the U.S. market. So I got a map here of all of these different areas where um, Chinese firms are um, setting up house. And they literally lie within miles of every other place that that woman just mentioned on Fox Business about where these Hamas um, sleeper cells are. So oddly enough, the same areas, these maps almost line up, um, almost line up identically to where the Chinese strongholds are setting up their companies to where these Hamas uh, sleeper cells are being set up. Um, and we're seeing this more and more. Matter of fact, I talked to, uh, to Jay Wu earlier and he said that he passed under a bridge where he saw um, people up there hanging, you know, waving their Palestinian flags under. And the first question that he had was, I wonder if they're expecting some people to come in this area. And my first guess was probably they're pushing towards World War III quicker and quicker, more and more every day, going after Putin. They're trying to set the stage for absolutely everything. Um, and we know that there's going to be some point where, you know, God does release the evil in this world, unleashes those angels that are underneath the Euphrates, and they wipe out like a huge portion of this country. So you got to wonder, is this push for World War III and the next pandemic going to line up with that? Don't know. Like I said, the only thing that matters is we need to trust our Lord Almighty and know that he's got our back. So there's really nothing to worry about. But the we still need to be open, cautious, and, and just be prepared as we possibly can because they are pushing through everything. And I'm crazy. I'm seeing more and more uh, um, prophetic videos that people are having. And, and these, you know, what gets my attention is how close the visions of the dreams that all these people are having are similar to the other ones that are having very similar dreams, too. So. I always uh, keep my eye on that. It, it, it's at very least interesting. So um, I found I came across this literally about 10 minutes after Tammy had sent me a, a similar version of this. And they've been telling us all along what their plans are. So this is Obama. I apologize. You guys got to listen to this little creepy evil guy for a moment. But they've been telling us the whole time what their plans are, just with different words. Understand, it's not necessary for people to believe this information in order to weaken democratic institutions. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. That citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other. <laughs> in the possibility of truth. The game's won. Okay. That's funny. The, uh, yeah, 3D Wizard um, says, damn, I hate his voice. I, I was literally almost the exact same thing I said to Tam when she sent me that. I was like, man, I can't even stand listening to his voice. Satan may as well be talking. 
Um, but the sad part is, is like you go into reading some of these comments and although the majority of these comments are similar to what we would have to say, Danny also pointed out that there it's amazing how many people are still siding with him. And it's like, they may as well be walking hand in hand with Satan. And it always amazes me when I see these liberal videos still, when I see the, some of the comments in there that people are still buying this. And I just, there's so many sleeping sheep in this world that just have absolutely no idea that they're not only allowing this to happen, but they're supporting it. And they're literally, they may as well be walking hand in hand with Satan as Satan does his work. Um, so another, we, we, uh, I talked a while back about um, the movie Left Behind, the new version of Left Behind, the, the one that was released in 2023 that has Kevin Sorbo. And if you guys have not watched that, um, I highly suggest watching. I know that it's like 345 or something like that on YouTube. If you've got uh, Amazon Prime, it's free. Highly recommend you guys watching it. So Nathan and I watched this movie again last night because Nathan had not seen it yet. Um, so yes, it was kind of like religious movie day. We it was a little, it, I started off with a, Noah's Ark, and then it, we, we ended up watching uh, Left Behind after we finished KC last night. So um, one thing that really got my attention, and it was cool that I had watched it this way. So if you guys recall, it was when I was still living in Texas that I actually watched that movie when I talked about it. So this has been, you know, months and months and months ago. Remember that the movie was released to the public, um, I think January of 2023. So it was the very beginning of last year. So... When I watched it again last night, I caught something that I hadn't seen because there was no way you could have caught it because it hadn't happened yet. Usually, um, art imitates life. But in this case, life literally imitated art. So if you guys go through and you watch this movie, pay attention to the journalist in this movie. Um, what the journalist goes through in this movie is literally what happened to, or to Tucker Carlson, but after the movie was made. So they um, hold him. He wants to come out and tell the truth. He admits that he's nothing but a, an actor, basically, anymore. He misses the days of being an investigative journalist because his hands are tied in the company that he works for, which he ultimately ends up getting fired for because he's trying to spread the truth. Literally goes hand in hand with what Tucker. And then he moves on digging into the deeper stuff that goes into the worldwide interviewing people from overseas and so forth, which was very similar to what Tucker just did when he went over to Putin to find out what was going on for real in this system around the world. So it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Like I said, it would have been, um, wouldn't have been as weird if this movie had been released after Tucker, um, all this stuff went down with Tucker, but, it ha but this Tucker thing happened after the movie was released and it's crazy how much it lines up with the actual journalist in the movie. So guys, keep that in mind when you watch that movie, um, you'll see what exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but the big part about the movie is how like accurate it was because I really enjoyed the older left behinds. I wasn't a huge fan of the one with Nicolas Cage. That was kind of, you know, um, a little popcorny for me, you know, just Hollywood. I, I really loved the original one with Kurt Cameron. Um, same character, same plot line. Obviously, it's about being left behind in the rapture. But this new movie gets into all the little nitty-gritty details. It covers um, what Big Pharma's doing. It covers the central banking digital system. It covers the Mark of the Beast. It covers the United Nation. It covers Davos. It covers the World Economic Forum. Like, literally every single part of what we are watching happen in this world right now is they're trying to lay out the new beast system and new world order is covered in this movie. Um, 
to the T. So I highly recommend watching. You know, uh, I think Jay Wu either watched that or he's going to. I know uh, Tammy's going to as well. Um, but it's a must watch, guys. So definitely do yourself a favor and check that out. Um, so next we got uh, we got um, San Francisco. Was it San? No, San Diego or San Francisco? Uh, yeah, San Francisco. So San Francisco appoints their first non-citizen to serve elections commission. So Kelly Wong is her name. She's from China, and she is now in the United States um, in charge of the elections right there in that area. And her first order of business is literally making ballots that cover like 30 different languages, including um, um, all the different languages of the you know Mandarin, the different Asian languages and everything. So um, and apparently it was the people in that area that voted that allowed this to happen so it was the electors that gave them permission to hire a non-citizen to be in charge of nothing important just our elections so we're going to see more and more of this and then they're going to be moving towards letting uh illegals vote we know how we know this is going we've seen this happening but like i said now they're literally hiring people from out of the country to run these positions so what's next president well, I guess we'll see if Biden gets replaced with Kamala. Um, next, bon, Dan Bongino says, you are absolutely not safe in New York, both physically or financially. If the criminals don't get you, the courts and the politicians will. Please, please get out there. Get out of New York if you can. They will come for you next as they grow more desperate for your money, your businesses. Get out. Let the libs eat themselves alive. So, Reason I pointed that out, do you guys remember that Trump um, recently was just uh, fined like $350 million or some crazy amount of money like that for um, for basically financial fraud to the bank or something like that? So let me explain to you, for those of you that, that don't know um, exactly what this is, um, what this court was about, let me, let me explain this to you. So – just like any deal that you go into, whether you're buying a car, no matter what end you're on, a house or anything like that, you negotiate because you want to get the best deal. So if you're the one selling a product and you want $7,000 for your car, what do you do? You advertise it at $10,000. That way, when somebody comes in to do the little haggling, you can at least work your way down to what you wanted. So what happens when you're purchasing a car? Well, if they want $7,000 for the car, what do you do? You offer... um. A lot less than that. You offer them like uh, 6000 or, you know, whatever you work your way up. This is how we do business. So just like with Trump, what he did, say he had a $500 million uh, building. He went in to go build another building, but he had to go to the bank in order to get a loan. So he goes in there with the highest price of what that would cost and hoping, you know, obviously he's not going to get $500 million loan, but they may give him a $250 million loan against the $500 million that his building is worth. So the banks know what they're doing. The negotiation processes began. Trump ended up getting the money that he needed. Trump also paid back that money with the interest. So everyone that loaned the money got their money back, got the interest back. That's how business is done. So everything that Trump did is exactly the same that every business in this whole country does the same thing. It's called negotiation and haggling, best deal, and so forth. So he did absolutely nothing wrong. But they found him guilty of it anyways. So what came out of this? Well, it was another gigantic backfire on the deep state. So they went after him. They fined him that money. The people were pissed off. So the first people that were upset were the, the real estate investors, the businessmen, and so forth in New York. So the first thing that they said when they saw this happen was like, 
oh boy, we better get out of New York now. So there are a lot of companies right now, including um, Remington Guns, which has been in New York for like 200 years, which is going to be heading to Georgia now. So multiple companies are talking about moving to um, Georgia, Florida, or Texas to move their businesses because they know that if someday they do something wrong and get on the, the wrong political side of the deep state, that they will be made an example of too. So because so many businesses were talking about, about moving, um, Kathy Hochul or Hochul, whatever her name is, the governor of New York had to come out and do a little bit of a fix it job to kind of steer things away because they, New York can't afford to lose all the businesses that we're talking about leaving. So what did this idiot do? She literally comes out and says, hey, businesses of New York, real estate agents and real estate investors, you have nothing to worry about. This was all about Trump. Literally, in order to do some damage control, put herself into a trap and outed all of the deep state for using and admitting basically this was a political hit against Trump. No one else has anything to worry about. We're not going to come after you for the same laws that we went after Trump. So it backfired in their face. And the greatest thing of all that came out of this, and at first I heard that that truckers, individual truckers were um, saying, listen, I refuse to go into New York. I'm not going to make any more truck deliveries to New York. Turns out it's way bigger than that. There are actually um, truck industries, like I'm talking like the corporations, the ones that own all the trucks that actually send the deliveries out. Many of them are the ones that are now saying this, that they refuse to deliver to New York. So New York you guys are in a big, big, big problem right now. People are stepping up. The Patriots are absolutely sick and tired of what's going on. They know that this isn't about Trump. This is about you and me. They are making an example of Trump, showing them the example that they're going to be making to us at some point. So now the truckers aren't going to be delivering. What's going to happen in New York? I don't know. We'll see what comes on this week. Uh, exactly, John. Live by the sword, die by the sword. So um, now we all know that an average grocery store, the grocery store that is by you, is able to take care of the, the immediate population around you for three days, okay? There is enough food in a grocery store to give everyone that lives in the area of that grocery store three days worth of food. That being said is if people are being honest, but we know how this works. You ever been around a tornado or, excuse me, a hurricane or anything like that that you know is coming? Everyone goes to the store, they buy as much as they possibly can because they're only thinking about themselves. So not everyone in that community actually ends up with the three days of food. Some people end up with two weeks of food while other people end up with zero food. So once those grocery stores run out of groceries and those truckers are no longer delivering, and that's not only groceries, that is anything that you stock on shelves. That is medicines. That is pretty much anything that gets delivered into New York is going to be held off and people are going to be refusing to deliver that into New York. So New York, um, guys, I'd get out of that state or that city at the very least while you can, because they are going to be, um, you guys are doomed. And when, and there's going to be a point where it's too late. You guys remember, uh, in scripture where it says that you will have to flee the cities and we'll have no time to even go back for your cloak. These are the times that we're getting into right now. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to see that happen in New York, but at the same time, I'm glad to see the Patriots getting fed up enough because what is the example? What is happening right here? Well, we've always been taught that the people that we need to look up to and respect the most would be your lawyers or your, your doctors and, you know, your highly educated people. Well, this lesson right here is teaching the country a very valuable lesson. Lawyers and doctors do not have the power 
that plumbers, truckers, electricians, and your basic blue-collar people have. They do not have that power. Who has the power? The blue-collar people. All they have to do is shut down their services, and our country will shut down quicker than you can, you can wag your finger. They have the real power. What happens if a doctor um, doesn't open their office? We go find somebody else that has some medical training. What happens? Well, who cares about a lawyer? You can get by without one of them, but you can't get by without food. You can't get by without the electricity. You can't get by without all the services that your blue-collar people offer. So once again, as bad as what we're seeing is happening is, it's also awesome because the people are about to learn a very valuable lesson is the people that we have taught were below us are actually the ones that keep this country going 100%. So God bless those people for making that decision. I'm going to be keeping in prayer for all of them, that they keep on um, standing by that line, and that God takes care of all the good people that are getting caught up in the middle of this mess. Um, next, uh, and I love this one right here. This is such a great um, analogy I hadn't really thought about before. So this is a termite. You all know what termites look like, a little, little winged ant. So the problem with termites is that they attack a structure from within, hollowing it out until it fails by collapsing under its own weight. The left is basically doing the same thing to Western civilization. That is like such a great analogy, and it falls right in line with that little bit that I just played about Obama, where he is literally saying, and it's funny too because he says, you fill, this, you fill our country up with enough raw sewage. You, you know what he meant by raw sewage? Immigration. He's talking about all the immigrants are coming. He just called them raw sewage. You know, you convince people enough lies, you throw out enough conspiracy theories, nobody knows what to believe. This is exactly what they are doing right now. Obama was just telling us this, like, back in 2009 and a little bit after. Uh, next, we got um, General Flynn. Uh, I, I love this, you know, and he's got a really good point here. And I'm glad that he's saying this and more people need to come out and say this. And he is so dead on right. Every member of the House and the Senate are guilty of treason. Let me repeat that. Every member of the House and Senate are guilty of treason. Those who claim that they are not traitors to this nation knew um, what was going on and remained silent instead of warning the citizens. That makes them an accessory to treason. The crimes being committed against the American people are being done by all of these people. I know one there, I find that to be a little bit ironic. Um, uh, one note says, uh, and Flynn high trees, you know, so there's a lot of question about that as well, for sure. But I will, you know, but regardless how I feel about somebody, if they say something that makes sense, I'm certainly going to bring it out. And, and that's one thing is regardless of Michael Flynn's part of this or not, he's bringing up a valuable point because we do talk a lot about this. We mentioned it many times on the show. There are a, a quarter of the people in our government right now, which are straight up Satanists that are part of this beast system. Then you've got a group of people that are just all about the money and they'll do whatever they can to make life a little easier for their families. Then you've got the people that are straight up blackmailed that are just scared to say anything. But then you have the ones that are out there pretending to do something for us that aren't. Um, and once again, right here, it says those who would claim that they are not traitors to this nation who knew what was going on and remained silent instead of warning the citizens. Look, guys. I am a nobody. I live in the middle of a small little backwoods country or you know country city town in Kentucky. All I have access to is the same internet that you have access to. Every one of us knows exactly what is going on not only in our own government 
but around the world. If you and I have access to that information and understand what is happening in this world, there is absolutely no way that any senator or any congressman in our government doesn't know what's going on themselves because they see it in their face. They see the corruption. They see the tyranny. They know exactly what's happening firsthand every day. So they're just being silent about it. And in my opinion, that doesn't make them any better than the evil people that are actually out there doing something. Grow some sh- courage. I'm going to not say the other one. Grow some courage. Get out there. Do what you need to. Start being loud about this because there's like one or two people that are actually coming out in our Congress and our Senate that are talking about the reality of what's going on right now. So, but he's right. And, you know, as far as those people, I don't care if you're being blackmailed as long as you're remaining silent. I don't care if you're just scared and remaining silent. Step away from your position and let somebody with some courage like Trump step into that position and get something done. You're not doing us any good by being quiet. I don't care if you're blackmailed. I don't care. You're not doing the job that we hired you to do. Get out and let somebody who's not afraid to die step up and do what's right. Stand by the Lord. Push those Christian values where they need to be in our government and change this system. Step out of the way and let someone else step up. Um, so next we got uh, um, New York loses uh, yeah the Remington gun manufacturing to Georgia. So this is like 200 years of it being in one spot and now they're moving to another state and it's interesting too and i can't believe like moonwell said the same thing i can't believe that they lasted that long as a gun manufacturer um in that area so um officers from around the metro have gathered outside the hospital before the start of the procession of two slain burnsville officers and a burnsville fire medic that was killed this morning during a standoff so meanwhile and this is crazy too so why are we having less and less people that want to become police officers? Well, I'll tell you why. Hennepin County is charging a Minnesota state trooper with a felony who shot a criminal in a car that had him stopped that was dragging him down the highway. So literally the cop is being dragged down the highway by somebody that he pulled over, doesn't want to die himself, reaches down to his holster, pulls his gun, shoots the guy, And get this, Minnesota is now charging the state trooper for shooting this guy. Um, So once again, why don't people want to become officers of the law? Well, here's your reason right here. They don't stand behind the people. The guy was literally being dragged to his death, did what he could to defend his life and protect himself, and now is being charged officially by the state of Minnesota for doing what anybody would have done to protect their lives as they're literally being dragged to their death. Um. Then we've got uh, same idiots, different costumes. So you guys remember the Patriots front, all the uh, blue shirt, khaki pants wearing Patriots that are walking around covering their faces everywhere that we all know 100% aren't real Patriots. They're all feds. Yeah. Well, apparently these guys think that we're really, really, really stupid because this weekend, um, I believe it was in Tennessee and Nashville, they now are going around with Nazi flags and they're wearing red shirts and black pants. So um, we won't know who they are, but they're all still masked up. So they think that we're so dumb that because all the same people who are dressed exactly the same in blue shirts and khakis are now dressed exactly the same wearing red shirts and black pants that we won't notice. Well, guys, guess what? 
We all noticed. And guess what else I noticed? I noticed that the three of the people in that group that had short sleeve shirts had zero tattoos. And I've never seen many uh, skinheads, because this is, quote, a skinhead group. Never seen any skinhead groups that don't have, like, some kind of recognizable tattoos or some kind of tattoos, arts on their legs or their arms. These people did not. As well, every single one of them, I think there was like kind of 40 of them, were all wearing black masks over their face. So let me ask you this question. Now, I understand that back in the day, our KKK used to cover their heads up with those white little hoodie things. But have you ever in your life ever seen Nazi groups or skinhead groups that cover their face up? No, you never, ever do. Those guys are so proud of their of their racism that they will hands up proudly show you what they look like. So the fact that all of these people 100% were covering their faces up tells you right then and there that it is not a skinhead group because those guys, once again, do not hide who they are in any way whatsoever. So enough news um, for the day. And I'm going to um, talk about this right here. So this is some more digging that I was doing last night. So um, if you guys recall, uh, if you guys watched last night's show, let me go ahead and get this one up. So if you guys watched last night's show, um, you saw that I talked about a weird coincidence with the Aleph and the Tav, which is mentioned in Scripture. I am the Aleph, the Tav, the beginning of the end. So it's not the Alpha Omega, although they do to represent the same exact thing. So ultimately, what else does the Tav represent but the ending or, or, or a finality? So once again, the way that the uh, solar eclipses are crossing this go with the other two that have taken place in 2017, the other one in 2023, and then the final one, 2024, April 8th of this year, they make an Aleph and a Tav. So one looks like an A, sideways A, the other one looks like an X, which I said the um, Aleph, or the, excuse me, the Tav represents finality or the end. So what did I find as I was digging into this whole little interesting thing further? So, okay, I'm going to give you a quick little reminder here. This particular event that's taking place on the 8th of April passes eight cities called Nineveh, all right? A quick reminder, Nineveh pops up in Scripture when Jonah was asked by God to go to Nineveh, and what did God ask him to do? To give people or to get people to repent before judgment. That was the reason that he sent Jonah to Nineveh, was to get those people to repent before judgment. Now, April 8th is when this event takes place in our country where the solar eclipse starts off in the northeast and works its way down to the southwest, crossing over Texas. Eight cities named Nineveh. The Tav, which we talked about, once again, it is it happens, or the Tav cross will happen on the 8th of April. And remember, guys, in our Bible, or excuse me, in reality, um, we have a 12-month system, but in, in the real system, we have a 13 months. So everything is a little bit off, which instead of January being the first of the year, when you break everything down, April would be the first of the year. So April 10th, if you really go through and do the math, because of the actual number of days that each month is, instead of the, the you know, the sporadic 30 here, 28 here, take away the leap year. So ultimately what we would say April 1st would actually be April 10th, which falls after this event happens. So you've heard the saying, um, after every end is a new beginning. Okay. So keep in mind that this event, the solar eclipse happens is on April 8th of this year. And then April 10th would be the, um, kind of the new year. So it would be like a new beginning. So once again, Jonah was sent by God to Nineveh to get the people to repent before judgment. 
there are eight Ninvas that this thing passes. I found this in Matthew 12, 39 last night, and it says, he answered a wicked and adulterous generation asked for a sign, but none will be given except the sign of the prophet Jonah. How crazy is that? Knowing that um, he straight up said that no sign will be given except for the sign of Jonah. And now we see that literally eight of the cities that this uh, total, the totality or whatever of this uh, eclipse goes over places called Nineveh. I would say that that was a sign of Jonah. And I would say that this right here is going to be one of the last opportunities that God's going to give everybody to repent before those days. And we don't know when those days are coming, but um, I certainly, I think we all take this uh, very seriously, the importance of repenting. Um, and I do find it interesting that that lined up with uh, the whole Nineveh thing. And uh, like I said, a sign, I would, I would call that a sign of the prophet Jonah. Um, next thing that I found which is pretty interesting too. And this is, you know, kind of short. So recently we've been talking a lot about uh, all of these elites around our world that are building these underground bunkers. They're building them all over the place. And we've asked the question, what are they, what time are they against? Do they know something's coming from outer space? Like what, what, what's the real reason that these people are building their bunkers? Do they know that justice is coming? The people are going to get pissed that they're going into hiding. So then I found this Isaiah two ten. They will hide in caves and in rocky hills or dig holes in the ground to try to escape from the Lord's anger and to hide from his power and his glory, which will never happen because you cannot hide from God. Um, and I, I find that interesting, too, because, you know, I think that pretty much answers the reason why they're all digging their, their bunkers. But uh, that's a pretty narcissist thing to do because you can't hide from God. You can dig a hole as far into the ground as you possibly can. Um, ain't going to happen. God knows where you are. And one of the great lines I think that came from a left behind movie that I watched last night. Um, I love what this lady said, you know, is, uh, you know, people ask, should you fear God or the devil more? And you're like, you should fear God more because you can't hide from God. You can hide from Satan all day long, but you cannot hide from our Lord almighty. So we're seeing um, just all the examples um, over and over again of uh prophecy in the bible all the way back from you know old testament um you know things talked about in the new testament with jesus mount the, the sermon um talks to his disciples like all of these things are happening um and like i said how long ago was this written like we're talking thousands of years how accurate this book is and it still blows my mind with all of the examples like there's no way that a mortal could have known what was going to happen 2,000 years later. God can, and those are the words of the Bible inspired by the words of God. All of it was for exactly the Lawn Ranger. Um, it was all foretold. So the fact that there's still people out there that deny Scripture is absolutely amazing. And I'm still seeing more and more videos. Like I said, the devil knows that there's people waking up at a, a large rate right now. So the devil's going overboard, doing everything he can. And I'm seeing so many videos right now of people trying to convince you um, that this isn't, that this stuff isn't real, that the Bible's not real. And once again, you ask me, well, why do Christians walk around trying to change everybody or turn everybody to be Christian? Well, the answer to that is because we're trying to give you, lead you to salvation. We're trying to lead you to God so that you have a chance at eternal life. So when I or when you 
try to walk up to somebody and we talk about Christ and we try to preach a little bit, are we doing it to be jerks or to be harmful? Absolutely not. We're doing it because we want you guys to have the same chance at eternal life and salvation that we have. So it brings me to the next thing is what are the atheists and the non-believers getting out of going overboard and trying to convince people or convince people that religion isn't real? See, if I'm wrong and God's not real, and, and I'm ab- we're, we're absolutely right, but if I'm wrong and God's not real, then we're going to end up in the same place that we would have if we hadn't believed in God our whole lives. But you, on the other hand, who don't believe in God, if you're wrong, you're going to suffer eternal damnation in hell. So, like I said, is where we're trying to convince you, you know, to come reach out to God because we're doing you a favor. What are you getting out of trying to convince me that God isn't real? That's the big question. And I've literally today, I've come across like one video that was a preacher, which blew my mind. It was a preacher that was talking about how if you read the Bible in a certain way, God and Satan are the same person. Like mind blowing. This is a preacher literally saying, well, if you read this and you read this, then they're saying that God and Satan are the same person. So Satan is actually God out here on this earth. You know, you know, and they're both described complete way because God is God is truth, right? God is love. God is light. God is the answer. Um, Satan is the one of deception, has no truth in him. Remember, that was the way that Satan was described. So once again, a preacher is out there trying to convince people that there's a very good chance that God is Satan. And Jazzy J, exactly. This is like the spiritual unit party these guys are trying to push through. Nemo, father of lies, 100%. And I found one today where... Um, this girl was literally, and I'm just, I almost watched her brain, brain explode. I wish I was standing right there with her because I wouldn't have been able to be quiet with this one. But she ran through this this whole list of uh, of proof of why the Bible's not real. Um, you know, for instance, uh, you can't have four billion or as many people as we have alive today from two people um, after they destroyed the earth. There's zero proof that there was ever a flood on the earth. That was my favorite. That was my absolute favorite because even scientists out there— I mean, you go through and you read the uh, the doctrines of not just Christianity, but Sumerian doctrines, Egyptian doctrines, uh, Ethiopian doctrines. They all talk about a great flood. Every single one of them do. Scientists say that there's um, evidence all over this world of a great flood. So this girl's literally like, oh, there's no proof of a great flood. Um, there's no proof that, that Jesus was ever born or lived. I mean, like, um, so once again, the devil's doing overtime. He's putting all these videos out. Um, I always want my first thing is after I watch these videos, I want to go in and read the comments because I want to see, you know, first off, are there people like you and me that are like, uh, you need to be very careful. You're damning people to hell with this kind of, you know, this talk or whatever. Um, but sadly, still about 10 to 15 percent of the comments in there are people that are like, oh, I love your content. You're always so dead on. And it just shows you once again how absolutely sleeping and brainwashed these people are. And it mortifies me. It breaks my heart so much because these people are going to be the, the most difficult when it comes down to it, if it's even possible to convince or to bring to God. It's going to be a, a difficult um, push for these people. Will we stop trying to convince them? Absolutely not. Will we stop planting these seeds? No. We just need to have more courage to go out and do this more often and never back down because right now, just a couple of words. Do you know who Jesus is? is 
these that sentence could literally save the salvation and the souls of so many people on this earth, which is why, you know, there was, there was, there's no time left to even remotely be shy or embarrassed or lack that courage to go up and talk to people about this. Cause like I said, they may turn their back on you now. They may hate you, but at least when you die, at least when you leave this earth, you'll know that you did everything you possibly could to help other people. Um, I always go back and I use this example, the same thing um, as my buddy that passed away recently. Um, I shied away from talking about God to him because I didn't want to lose a friend. And I ended up losing a friend to death. And now I've got no way to talk about Christ. Him. I've got no way to be like, hey, do you know Jesus? Have you ever gone to church? Guys, don't waste the opportunity. Even if it's somebody you don't know, whether it's somebody you do or don't know, do not waste this opportunity because we are running out of time. And I know you guys see uh, more and more examples every single day of the chaos and the weirdness that's going around this world. And it's just going to get a little bit crazier as we walk into the upcoming weeks, especially with all that they're trying to push forward with Russia. Um, I, another thing, there's going to be a further escalation to the last stronghold over in the Gaza Strip, which is going to create more problems. And then um, more than likely, that's going to see where these Hamas uh, sleeper cells in our country are going to be activated. So uh, just be prepared, guys. Keep on praying. Get into yourself into a community. Make sure you got some food and some water. Um, get to know your neighbors. Get to know your local sheriff. Um, do what you can get prepared to protect what is yours and uh, keep on praying, praying, praying. Cause uh, as I know, as, as chaotic as things are going to see, we got to remember that God is in absolutely control of everything. A lot of this is to strengthen people, to waken people up. We don't know exactly why things are happening um, the way that they are right now, but we know that God's got his hand on all of it. So we have absolutely nothing to worry about whatsoever. And, uh, and I also believe, and I know in my heart that, even amongst the chaos that we're going to see over this year around this world, we're also going to see some beautiful things happen too. I know I've got this feeling in my heart and in my soul that something on this earth is going to be revealed to the people that proves even to the biggest deniers that God is very, very real. And that day is coming. It'll be this year. And I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But for some reason, and Jeff kind of feels the same way, the Ark of the Covenant is going to be what comes into play here. And uh, oddly enough, if you guys notice, there is a replica of the Ark of the Covenant in Mar-a-Lago right now. So I almost feel like it's a kind of a, a shadow you know, or, or, or a stepping stone. It's like, all right, guys, get prepared. We're setting the stage. Keep your eyes open. Um, it's so funny. Is that Matt? Is that are you the Lawn Ranger? I'm assuming that Matt's the Lawn Ranger. Yeah. Um, it's so weird. Uh, in the last three days, and I haven't heard the name Lone Ranger in years. And all of a sudden, in the last couple of days, um, I'm hearing the Lone Ranger all over the place. Even Jeff. I was like, hey, Jeff, what are you doing today? Man, I ain't been feeling too good. I've just been laying on the couch watching Lone Ranger. I hope I did your accent well, Jeff. I can never do it as beautiful as you can. Um, but yeah, so the Lone Ranger is coming up. So now I'm in the mood to watch some Lone Ranger, man. You guys remember that. That was good old wholesome material back in the day when a when a, a Native American can get along with a white guy and not hate each other. Oh, I miss those days. But anyways, uh, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into a little bit of prayer tonight. tonight uh, make this one a little bit longer. Carry it out for the rest of the time because we got a lot of praying to do. But, you know. 
regardless, like I said, anything that I'm telling you that I'm bringing you the news, um, I don't a lot. I don't bring you everything that I research. Like I said, I don't bring you anything until I am onto something. I don't because there's too many people that are putting things out there to scare people, and my point isn't scaring anybody. My point is just reminding everybody, as you all know, that God has our backs and there's nothing to be afraid of. But it's also good to know what we're walking into so we can be prepared as we possibly can. Because we want to be able to protect ourselves. We want to be prepared for ourselves. But we also want to be able to protect and prepare for those around us as much as we possibly can. Um, yeah, God warned us to be ready always, exactly the Lone Ranger. And like I said, the only reason I bring up any news or anything like that is I'm trying to show you um, what's happening in the world and how it fits into prophecy. To me, it gives me more calmness where some people get a little bit more worried about what's happening in the world. To me, it gives me calmness because I'm like, look at that. The prophets are coming true. All it does is is strengthens my faith, my faith of the Lord. Um, the devil coming after me as much as he does, the devil coming after you should also strengthen your faith in the Lord because the devil's not going to waste your time on anybody. The devil's a busy person. He's not going to waste his time on anybody that isn't a threat. So if the devil is intervening in your life, if he's making people turn their backs on you or sickness in your area or giving you financial problems or anything like that, and you know the devil's attacking you, just be reassured. It's because you're doing God's work, and the devil is not going to come after you unless he knows you're a threat. And guess what? I am honored to be a threat to the devil. I know all of us are serving God in every way that we possibly can. So everybody, please bow your head. Just get into a little bit of spiritual warfare here as we're going to need a lot more of this going into the future. But guys, like I said, we've got this one. We've got it's we have the greatest quarterback of all time leading the show right now. Jesus Christ. We we only need him. If he was the only one on the team, this game would be over. But he also has a big giant backup team and that is all of us. So, please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another beautiful day, another beautiful week. Father, you have given us this great blessing, you know, one that we really take for granted. And that's the fact is that we can talk, we can laugh, we can just keep on praying and keep on smiling, even with what we see in this world right now. Father, we know that this world's filled with deception. We know that the devil right now is running around trying to do everything he can, but his time is running nigh. His time's coming up, Father, and we know this. Father, on the days where the devil's attacking us most and we should be in the most miserable position because of all that's happening, we're still laughing. We're still smiling because you give us everything that we need, the courage, the strength, and the love, and that that protection that we need every day. You have wiped your blood over every single one of us the day that we accepted you into our heart and gave us the greatest armor that we've ever had. And Father, I didn't realize, you know, one time, Father, I thought that the armor, the, the spiritual God's armor was a metaphor. But Father, I am realizing now that it is far from a metaphor. I'm realizing now that although we cannot see this armor shining on our bodies, dear Lord, that armor is tough and protecting us at every turn that we make right now. Not only is that armor protecting us from the daggers that the devil throws at us, the daggers that demons throw at us, that armor is also giving us an insight, a vision, a hearing, and extra senses that we didn't have before. So while the rest of this world of non-believers ultimately ends up being deceived by Satan, that armor is providing us with a vision that allows us to see straight through the deception and the evil the devil's trying to put onto us. So thank you, Father, for that. Thank you for letting us have a better understanding of all the things in the Scripture. 
Everything has meaning. They're not metaphors, dear Lord. It's reality. It's truth. And we're seeing more and more examples of this every single day. The prophecies of the old are becoming more apparent, dear Lord. And you are giving us this insight, the discernment, and the wisdom to be able to understand where we need to be. So, Father, continue to listen to our prayers and please continue to answer these prayers as I know that you will. Continue to speak to us in every way that you can, dear Lord, so that we know that we're listening to you. And we step up and we perform and we succeed in the missions that you have put us on because you will never send us on a mission that we cannot complete. And, Father, if we were to die in the middle of that mission, I know that it was your destiny and something good is going to come out from the loss of our lives, dear Lord, which will end up inspiring other people to step up and do the same thing that we were when we lost our lives. Dear Lord, you gave the ultimate sacrifice for us. You had us sacrificing lambs in the past, dear Lord, for God, but then you gave us that one last lamb, the one final sacrifice, which died on that cross for us so that we could have eternal life. We could have salvation. We could have direct communication with you, our father, dear Lord. And I thank you for that. But dear Lord, also let us be ready to be those lambs. Let us be ready to give up our lives for you. You have given us so much. You gave us life. You gave us breath. You gave us inspiration. You gave us a loving family. You've given us eternal life. You've given us everything, dear Lord, that we didn't deserve. But you loved us enough and you were patient with enough to give it to us anyways. So, dear Lord, if it comes time to return that favor, to serve you in every way that we can, dear Lord, we will never, ever in our lives be able to pay you back for all the love, mercy, and gratefulness that you have given us. But, dear Lord, let us step up and make an attempt to do so. Let us not just do what you've asked us to do. Let us step up even more and do everything that we can do for you. Let us continue to focus on this earth, dear Lord, until the day that you bring us to heaven. Let us protect the innocence of the children. Let us protect the widows, the orphans, and all those people that cannot protect themselves. Let us protect our own families, dear Lord. Let us never miss a moment to preach the gospel, to spread that word, to say your name to others and to say it out loud, dear Lord, with the absolute most love and pride, dear Lord, as you are the greatest thing that ever came into our lives. And one day you will be the greatest thing that come into their lives when they are ready to wake up. But the beautiful thing is, dear Lord, is even though they may hate you, you still love them. And one day, dear Lord, we may be able to turn them around through you and get them to come over and build our army stronger and stronger every day. Just like you brought every one of us from a dark point in our lives, dear Lord, to the point where we are right now, standing in the light, standing in your love, standing in your glory. And I am grateful for everything you've given us. I'm grateful for the word that I get to read of yours every day. I'm grateful for the family that I get to spend my nights with every night, dear Lord, talking about you, praying to you, and just talking about all the love and glory that you have given us, making life worth every moment, even in the darkest of times, dear Lord, because we're going to rise past it. Thank you. And we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, we pray. Amen. Well, everyone, uh, I hope you had an absolutely beautiful weekend. And I just want to thank you again. Um, I absolutely love all of you with all of my heart. You guys are absolutely amazing. Um, and God has, has blessed us in so many ways. And one of the great blessings that God has done is he's brought us together in a time where we question who we can trust, who has our back in reality. That's you guys, all of you. God has brought us together so that we can always have one another's backs, not just in prayer. One day we may be jumping in front of a bullet and I would jump in front of you, every one of you here and take a bullet. And I know you would do the same thing for me. We are in a rough time. We're going to be in some crazy wars 
We're going to be in some crazy times, but we're going to get through this so well because we have God first and foremost, and we have one another to get to these times as well. And keep in mind, guys, if there's anything I could ever do for any one of you, I will happily do it. I love you all, and there's nothing that I could do to repay you for the gracious, the kindness, and the love that you guys give me and everyone else here. You are amazing, and I am honored to be in this war with all of you underneath the great command of our Lord Almighty. But guys, I hope you have an absolutely beautiful rest of your Sunday. Enjoy yourselves. Spend a little bit of time in Scripture. Pray. Spend some time. Let your family know you love them. Speak Jesus to someone that you've never talked to before. Guys, God gave us today. He did not promise us tomorrow. So if He does give us tomorrow, let's make every bit of effort to make the best of it and uh, spread that word, spread that gospel. Guys, I love you very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. We will be back tomorrow evening for um, Kilt the Christian episode 548. Remember that uh, um, DW will be back on with us tomorrow. John Ibbison Wires will be back on with us. Truth Patriot will be back on with us. We're going to make a continuation show tomorrow evening of the show we did last Monday covering um, non-traditional and alternative methods on curing cancers. So I hope to see you there. But in the meantime, guys, have an absolutely beautiful evening. And I leave you with this. Life has me down and the lies tell me I've been abandoned. When the darkness surrounds and it seems that there's no hope inside, I can call on your name and you release my pain, Lord, you hear me. I can lean into you, Lord, and know that you'll carry me. Because I need for you to carry me up on your shoulders. You're releasing your peace with every breath that I breathe. I can call on your name and your love covers pain. There's no place that I'd rather be right here with you. Safe in your eyes, I'm washed in the blood. You see, fear is the enemy. Left to its lies, it'll break me. I won't be led to believe that all feelings I have should be trusted. I can let go feel as you open my eyes to your hand on me. I can lean into you, Lord. Know that you'll fight for me, Lord. You fight. Oh, I need for you to carry me up on your shoulders. 
You're releasing your peace with every breath that I breathe. And I can call on your name and your love covers pain. There's no place that I'd rather be than right here with you. I'm safe in your arms. I'm washed in the blood. You see me all over lies. You fill up my mind. They come straight from the voice of the enemy. I will give up this pride and run straight to the fight. Cause I know you're living in me. Lord, I'll step across fear and surrender my life. And become who you call me to be. Who you call me to be. I will trust you, Lord, because I need for you to carry me up on your shoulders. You're releasing your peace with every breath that I breathe. Lord, I call on your name and your love covers pain. There's no place that I'd rather be than right here with you. I'm safe in your arms. I'm lost in the blood. I'm lost in the blood. I'm lost in the blood. Lord, I'm lost in the blood. so weird sometimes I'll, I'll go through a prayer i'll know i prayed but it was almost like i was like out of body so i'm gonna have to go back and listen to the prayer that i just prayed because i was like not even there which i always know those are the good ones too that i have to go back and re-listen to but um everyone have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night guys uh just remember this spoiler alert god wins so there's nothing to fear so fear not stress not let go of all of your anxiety pray 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 more than you ever have before spread that gospel from nation to nation and don't miss an opportunity to talk about christ because it may be too late you may miss that opportunity as i have learned so take that advantage of that right now spread that gospel like i said pray for all those and never miss that opportunity guys i love you all very very much we'll see you tomorrow night for kilt the christian episode 548 where we will have our guest uh do sprinklers with us truth patriot and msm liars finishing the conversation that we had last week about alternative methods for curing cancer guys have an absolutely beautiful evening see you tomorrow night i love you and god bless